The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. You're listening to The Big Red Bench. Rory and Kieran here with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Coming up on the show this evening, Kieran analyses all the local election results. We'll also talk Cork's win today in the Munster Camogie final. We talked to Cork City boss John Cotter after defeat to Shamrock Rovers last night. We'll be talking to John Myler after uh, Cork's win as he looks ahead to the next couple of weeks. We're also going to talk to Brian Turnbull. We're going to talk all things Fela as well. We're going to hear from Alan Cadigan. And we'll talk to the Rebel Wheeler. So a packed show between now and 7 o'clock right here on the Big Red Bench. Thanks much indeed for tuning our way this evening. Uh, we're here until 7 o'clock. If you're on the way to Rod Stewart, enjoy the gig. I'm sure Kieran is heading down there straight after the show as his Rod Stewart shorts on and everything. Yeah, totally. Can't wait. Uh, but that's happening tonight, so if you're on the way down there, enjoy the gig. Um, so plenty to come on the show between now and 7. First up, though, Kieran's going to wrap up today's action. Yeah, and uh, some of it's still happening, but uh, starting with Gaelic Games and in Camogie, Cork are the Munster Senior Camogie Championships. So once again, uh, champions, I should say, they've defeated Tipperary 3-17 to 2-10. Uh, similar kind of win to last year's win in uh, Parky Cueve as well. Uh, we'll hear from them very shortly. Before that, the juniors uh, beat Kerry, a very... Uh, Impressive carry side as well, 2 9 to 1 4. Uh, Meath and Carlo, they're currently in action in the Leinster, Genu- or Leinster Senior Football Championship. The latest score from that one uh, after 11 minutes into the second half, it's Meath 2 9, Carlo 7 points. Carlo minus uh, a lot of big names for that one, yeah. their manager, their coach, and their captain, or their best player anyway, after they all got uh, huge month suspensions uh, following an incident back in the league um, before they were uh, relegated but that game part of a double header in Amora Park in Port Leash Dublin beginning the defence of their Leinster and All-Ireland football titles when they play Louth in uh, that venue at 7 o'clock Mayo they're looking to reach a first Connacht football final since 2015 they take on Ross Common at McHale Park and Castlebar at 7 while Tyrone and Antrim are contesting Ulster Senior Football quarter final at the Athletic Grounds that one has just thrown in in the last few moments as well in Hurling Kerry have beaten Westmead by 121 to 2 16 in the Joe McDonough Cup in Mullingar. Shane Conway, who of course uh, top scored for UCC this year in the Fitzgibbon Cup, uh, he scored 13 points for the Kingdom there as well. In football, Celtic, they've won the Scottish Cup. Neil Lennon's came from behind to defeat Hearts. Two goals to one at Hampden Park and secured the treble treble. That's uh, incredible. Oh, I thought that was a, a mistype by yourself. You were just no. so enthused by it that genuinely, genuinely incredible achievement the first uh, club in European football history to do so and Celtic have now offered uh, Neil Lennon the job on a permanent basis oh, that's just uh, breaking news there as well mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah I've, well sure look he's had good pass with Celtic anyway so uh, why not hold on to him uh, Odson Edward scoring both goals for Celtic there as well um, in the League 2 playoff uh, Tranmere Rovers have just beaten Newport County denying Roar I was extra so time excited penalties I was like oh penalties penalties penalties, penalties, penalties. You love penalties, penalties are class <laughs> penalties are a class and then they had to go and be selfish and score the last kick of the game practically 
Uh, yeah, 119 minutes. That was in uh, extra time there as well. Uh, here at home in, the, uh, in Avondale, uh, lost out to College Corinthians in the junior super final. Uh, that was after extra time. 2-1, the full-time score in that one. While Glen Celtic, they've won the AOL First Division. It's a double for uh, the Glens. They've also won the St. Michael's Cup as well. Um, elsewhere, across Europe, Cork City FC amputees team, they were in Champions League action earlier on today. They drew nil all with Tbilisi and they lost to Dynamo Alte uh, 3-0 this morning but because Tbilisi lost 4-0 to Dynamo Alte mm. earlier on it means Cork City goes through to the semi-finals on goal difference um, oh, we can't get a result um, so we're uh, from the other semi-final or the other game I should say from the other group so I'm not sure they're playing your club yet Everton oh uh, well, you support all the clubs, bar Liverpool, don't you? Um, <laughs> but uh, whether they're taking on Everton... I didn't answer or, that, did you notice that? No, you didn't. Um, or a team from Turkey. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. They're, they'd actually be better off playing the Everton team because the Turkish team are very, very mm. strong, very skillful as well. Um, Leinster taking on Glasgow Warriors in the Guinness Pro 14 final. They're looking to win the trophy for the second year running. That one gets underway in uh, Celtic Park at 6.30 um, it's just two weeks since uh, Leinster were beaten by Saracens as well in the Champions Cup final um, Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton he's on pole position for the Monaco Grand Prix Hamilton he's going to be joined on the front row by of the grid by his teammate Valtteri Bottas uh, Jamie Spencer he's ridden the winner of the 2000 Guineas at the Curras 16-1 shot Phoenix of Spain one for trainer Charles Hill holding off the challenge of too darn hot we hear that a lot around mm. here don't we um, the 10 past 4 in the card went to number for eight to one shot, Bessarier. Uh, um, th- sorry, I was thinking too much about that. Uh, awful. <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, the quarter to five was won by ten to one chance. Insignia of rank, and a uh, burnt Weisberger leads the made in Denmark tournament on nine under par. The Austrian is a shot ahead of Robert McIntyre. Paul Dunn is five under par after a seventy. And in the Paddyburn Cup in wheelchair basketball, you mentioned the Rebel Wheelers. There, we're going to hear from them later on, but. They're in the third period in the final and they're defeating Colester 45-35. That's the latest score from there. So uh, we should have a result shortly enough from that one. All right. Thank you very much indeed, Kieran. We will go to Celtic Park and report from Willow Callahan ahead of the 6.30 kickoff. We're now just minutes away from kickoff here at Parkhead where Leinster defend their Guinness Pro 14 rugby crown against Glasgow. Aside Felipe Contepomi called the form team in the league this week. After Celtic completed another treble at Hamden this afternoon, there's hope here in the city that Glasgow could be celebrating by being crowned champions for the first time since 2015. Unsurprisingly, they're unchanged from the 30-point hammering of Ulster at Scotsland last weekend, while Leinster head coach Leo Cullen has made three switches from their win over Munster. One of them is in force with Scott Fardy switching to the second row to replace the injured Devon Toner. Rob Carney comes in at fullback with Jordan Lammer moving to the wing. Leinster captain Johnny Sexton is back in the starting 15. In so, he becomes the first player to start seven different finals in this competition, while Sean Cronin will be aiming to become the first player to score tries in four different deciders. It's been raining all afternoon and there's a soft Glasgow evening ahead. Kickoff here at Celtic Park is at half past six. All right, we're going to get the show underway with Camogie and as we mentioned, Cork, the Munster Senior Camogie Champions once again with a 317 to 210 win over uh, Tipperary this afternoon in Cashel. There for us was Lauren Gilfoyle. She spoke to player of the match, Linda Collins. Linda, 1-3 in a Munster final. How do you feel after that? Yeah, great. I suppose like it's great with the TR with the girls around me as well. Like, I mean, the sport play today was unbelievable and I always knew that if I got the ball, there was going to be girls running off me all the time. So, I mean, the sport around you gives you the confidence to perform as well. 
you're always expecting a pretty competitive game in Tipperary I think at this stage yeah Tipperary a great team like physical team we always know we're going to be up against it and I mean until the last few minutes there we, we just kind of pulled away in the end but they were an outstanding team and credit where credit is due as well despite winning by 10 points it probably was your most competitive game in this campaign yeah definitely the intensity was huge and I mean we were the pace of the ball and everything was just mat- or really fast so I mean it was definitely a really good game to be playing how important is it to be winning games like this I suppose in the overall scheme of things the Munster Championship isn't that important to you I suppose going forward but to win in these games it's important going forward for the rest of, of, of the year absolutely getting as much competitive games as you can in throughout the year is the most important thing and I mean uh, you can play all the challenge matches you want but when they silverware at the end of it you're always going to work that little bit harder next three weeks is there, is there going to be much celebration Snyder is the head down uh, we'll, well, yeah, we'll probably celebrate alright tonight and then head down again for the next three weeks I'm sure he'll run us into the ground <laughs> Yes, Linda Collins there speaking uh, after the match today in that win over Tipperary. Lauren also spoke to uh, Cork boss Potty Murray. Potty, a 10-point victory in a Munster final, but it was probably the most competitive game you've had throughout this campaign. Yeah, good workout, to be honest, in a very tight field. Uh, you know, um, so 317, you'd have to be happy with. Uh, obviously, not overly happy with what we conceded. Uh, you know, two messy goals. Just the second one baffles me how it was allowed uh, stand with, with, with players standing like that inside in the square. But look, that's what you get in the Munster Championship. And we always know that, that you know, the number of things that uh, uh, are put in your way... Um, which, uh, you know, we enjoy that challenge really, you know. Mm-hmm. You conceded only 1-3 in the second half. It was probably the first half that might have disappointed you. And would that have been the discipline? Like, a lot of tip scores came from freeze. Did it, but I, I, I certainly questioned them. Uh, you know, I just thought probably in the first half, the last 10 minutes, I think we just dropped the tip was small. But up to that, we were hurling very, very well. Uh, you know, so that 10 minutes and probably maybe the first five in the second half. Other than that, I, I'm quite happy with it. You know, our movement was quite good. Um, you know, we've rotated our squad a lot and uh, I suppose the main thing now, uh, between now and uh, Championship is to get the probably the more senior players um, up to speed. has been a number of them away and, uh, and holidays with, and work and, and exams and things like that. So just to sharpen those guys up, uh, you know, that... that uh, um, you know, we, we have five games, so it's important that we have a big squad and all firing. Speaking of players and rotating them, you had four changes from the 15 named. The likes of Aoife Murray, Julia White, Hannah Looney left out of today's game. Was that a tactical decision? Was it injury troubles or was it just to give other players game time? I think, you know, uh, Aoife and Hannah were away uh, when he came back on Thursday, so uh, we just felt that they wouldn't be up to uh, match pace. Uh, you know, and I think it was important that Amy Lee gets a, gets a run over goal as well. That uh, you know that, that she has to be learning that. Um, Julie White has just come back from sickness, so she's not at match pace either yet. You know, so there's a few that, that are just coming back into it. But look, you know, we wanted to give Laura Hayes a run out there today, particularly on uh, on uh, on Orla Dwyer, and uh, you know, just to see what she's made of. And I thought she acquitted herself quite well. So it's important that uh, we we learn something about the newer guys as well. Some super displays up front. Linda Collins getting one three today. Yeah, Linda's coming to be honest and has played very well all year. Uh Emma Connor as well, you know, look they're they're all uh uh, they're all playing very, very well at the moment. Uh, you know, but look, the key is that they have to really because uh, we've got a, a probably a larger squad than what we've had in the past number of years. So people have to be on their toes because uh, you know someone's there to take their position. A characteristic of this team when you're playing probably teams that are maybe the underdog is that you kind of you, you go through the, the motions in the first half, but you're always able to push on in the second half. Is it ever a worry for you that they won't do that? 
I, I don't know. Do we, uh, you know, look, uh, when you're playing uh, Tipperary, they're bound to give you everything mm-hmm. uh, from the get-go. Uh, from the get-go. So, look, we're, 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 we know that. We're very composed and uh, we just, you know, stick to the game plan, really. And uh, we feel that if we can stay playing with a high tempo, we'll eventually uh, pull away, you know. Three weeks now to Championship. Are the preparations starting from today or are the girls going to get a couple of days off now to enjoy oh, this? No. <laughs> they, 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 they've started already. Look, we have a, we have a massive uh, five games in front of us the championship and you know uh, I suppose the way I look at it at the moment is that Galway are the front runners Kilkenny are second and we're probably third so there's a bit of catching up on our side to do yet you know Throughout the Munster campaign we haven't seen Ashley Thompson is she in your plans for the All-Ireland campaign? Well look Ash is not with us at the moment and uh, you know I suppose probably looks like that, that she won't I hope that she does come back but uh, you know look uh, we've given her space so you know I suppose just wait and see really Perfect thanks very much buddy it's Cork uh, Camogie boss Paddy Murray there speaking to Lauren Gilfall after today's win over Tipperary it was competitive enough I think Paddy would have been happy enough with that workout um, happy enough for the win obviously a 10 point win suggests a comfortable enough Cork win but it was competitive enough up to half time at least yeah it was in fairness uh, following the updates but it's very hard please Paddy anyway yeah. um, not being smart he really strives very yeah, very highest very high standards so, that's why Cork um, have been so successful but that, but that is, that's the reason mm. you know, he's so strict and you know demands so much um, from his teams that's why they are so good mm. um, so yeah fantastic win for, for Cork and sets him up nicely again for the uh for the, the All-Ireland Championship he, not very complimentary of the Munster he's not, he's not a fan no. at all is no, no well it's run separately it's, mm. it's completely separate but um, I know that they weren't too pleased that the match was up in Tipperary but then at the same time like the final was in Cork last year yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think that would make much of a difference but anyway um, yeah fantastic win for uh, Cork again today in the junior and the intermediate that's a clean sweep now in the Munster Championship for the Cork Camogie yeah congratulations indeed to Cork going to stick with our Gaelic Games and uh, of course Cork had that fantastic win over the All-Ireland Champions Limerick at the Gaelic Grounds last week uh, bouncing back in style uh, Cork boss John Milo was among those at Centre's launch of the GAA All-Ireland Hurling Championship this week over the course of the Championship Centre will seats get behind or beneath the helmet of their GAA ambassadors who are some of Ireland's best known hurlers and their support teams to unearth what it is not only the, what it is that not only drives their passion for the sport but what it means to them to represent their communities and hurlings at biggest stage. At the launch, Myler took time out to speak to Oshin Langan. John Myler Cork, Senior Hurling Manager. We're here to celebrate 10 years of Centra's sponsorship of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship for Cork. It was a bad start, but you steadied things up with the win away to the All-Ireland Champions. Yeah, certainly last Sunday against Limerick, uh, we were at it. The work rate was really good. Our performance was good and, you know, everybody contributed on the day. So, look, um, it's one win after two games. Waterford now in two weeks' time, so we look forward to that. What was the difference in your performance from the first day to the second day? Well, I think the, the last day against Limerick, our work rate was up, you know, all over the pitch. Um, really good work rate, really good decision-making and, you know, some of the scores that we got were excellent, you know, so real work rate performance, workman-like performance on Sunday. 
did we see the importance of Bill Cooper to this Cork team against Limerick? Obviously, you lost him in the warm-up for the tip game. That's not ideal for any player to go down at that stage, maybe especially Bill. But then against Limerick, we saw how solid he was and how much work he got through and how much he kind of protects the back line. Certainly, like, Bill was a massive loss against Tipperary to lose him just before the throw-in. And, uh, you know, to have him back for Limerick, he's a leader, he's a warrior, and um, he really brings on the team around him and he really drove on against Limerick last Sunday. What really was impressive about Cork against Limerick was the way you moved the ball around at speed and the way you got Harnady and Horgan and Cadigan when he came in on the ball. That's when you're at your best, isn't it? Yeah, certainly when we moved the ball quickly. But like we had to because our performance against Tipperary wasn't good enough and uh, we looked at that after the Tipperary match and, you know, one or two things which we had to do. We introduced one or two new players and it was great to have even Dolahan got injured. It was great to have Alan Cadigan back after a long layoff through injury and he's critical to us. Why is Alan so important? What does he do? He brings an energy. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's a nightmare to mark in training, both in training and in matches. And you know, it was great to see him back after an injury, and um, he contributed enormously to Cork's success. Robert Downey, there was a lot of talk about him because he made his championship debut, and he did prove to be an Ironman. Yeah, well, look, he's 19, but he's a Glen Rovers hurler, and you know, Glen Rovers normally produce fantastic hurlers. And you know, I had asked Hoggy during the week to carry him, and Hoggy said to me, "There's no problem with him; he'll be fine." But uh, he really is a good young fellow with a long career ahead of him. How important has UCC's success been? Because a lot of your squad were part of that team. Niall O'Leary, for example, has come in bouncing to the championship yeah, this summer. A lot of them won Fitzgibbon this year with UCC, with Tom Kingston and Jerk Cunningham. So it's, it's, it's another part of the development phase for them. Niall has come in the last two games and has played solidly. You know, So UCC and CIT are contributing enormously with players at third level. What are the lessons that you've taken from last year, which was a very decent year? You won the Munster Championship and brought Limerick, the eventual All-Ireland champions, very close. So what are the chief lessons you've taken from that that you've tried to apply to 2019? Well, work rate. That's the key thing um, in any successful team. And we try to work on that. We try to build on that and, you know, to learn lessons from last year. It's, you know, that every game is competitive. You take every game when it comes along. So that's really it. And what's your injury situation? Might have a few niggles. Um, we'll see. You know, the medical team are looking at you know the match, two matches over a week, so it's extremely difficult. Um, but hopefully, we, we won't have any injuries come to the Watford game. Conor Lehan looked pretty serious when he went off. Do you know what the situation is there? Yeah, there's calf strain. So you know, but the medical team will assess that and look at that. And please God, we'll have him back for the Watford game. And that Waterford game is, is going to be pretty big. We don't know at that stage whether or not Waterford will still be fighting for a spot in the next stage, but he will be regardless. Well, every you know, team, every, every yeah. match in the Munster Championship will be competitive. And uh, you know that Waterford have Limerick on Sunday week, and uh, you know what I mean? Waterford will be extremely competitive, as will Limerick. So all the matches are competitive. You like this format, don't you? Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. I'd rather that it, you know, just we kept going week on week and the buzz is there, the buzz that was in Limerick last Sunday, the buzz in Cork the previous Sunday. You know, the matches are huge and, you know, I mean, the, I, I think the attendances are already up on last year, so huge numbers. John Myler, Cork manager, thank you for joining us as Centra. I uh, celebrate 10 years of support of the uh, All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's John Muller there in conversation with Oshin Langan. The Cork under 20 hurlers, meanwhile, are in preparation mode ahead of their Munster quarter final against Limerick at Pork and That's on July 3rd. The launch of the Borgash Energy under 20 hurling championship took place in Dublin during the week. And Colin Duffy spoke to Cork's Brian Turnbull. Brian, the launch of a Borgash Energy hurling championship, but this year it's under 20 rather than under 21. Um, the last hurrah for yourself, and you'll hope it, it'll go well. It's going to be a while though before you crack in to the monster action yeah I guess it's not around seven weeks now it's, I think these um, with the under 20 you now the way it is you've the you've the clubs in April so I think the, we haven't a chance to do much so it's actually this kind of seven week build up now I think will um, is hugely important and we'll actually probably decide a lot who wins that first round now against Limerick talk to me about the club action because that's what's been keeping you busy I'm sure over the last couple of weeks yeah it was uh, with Douglas now we um, we won our first round, round with uh, Pride Rovers and I was lucky you now with Douglas this year we got um, we got new management with Fergal Hayes uh, Shane Brick and Kieran Kingston so they be three you know very well known and um I found them excellent so that's um, done a huge amount for me because that's the majority of my training and you know me trying to improve with them so I think um, I'm lucky you know, to have them involved with us you know, for, so I can keep improving myself with them And Douglas have been a club that have been pushing hard for a Cork senior title over the last couple of years um, it's a long road for 2019 on that front though Yeah it, it is and you know it's maybe something kind of very important with Douglas now is that we do make that breakthrough in the next couple of years but um do you know the way it goes now is the problem is there's the break so do you know we do so we have to kind of maybe take a break ourselves because we probably won't be able to championship till August so it's I think maybe we didn't deal with that great that uh, layoff the last couple of years so I think um, it's very important to you know how we kind of try to deal with that this year We mentioned uh under 21 changing to under 20 and going back to that scene I suppose it was bittersweet for you last year you managed to battle back from injury to play a part in the All-Ireland final but then that loss to Tip I suppose you want to right that wrong but as we said a long road ahead Yeah I think um, the only thing is this is a new kind of new group the way it's gone back the year you know there wasn't there wasn't many lads involved with that 21 team I think you know there was only 3 or 4 of us so that was you know on the, they are on the match day panel so I kind of feel this group now have kind of decided they you know their own aims and they're they're not really can focus on last year. It's more they're worried about kind of you know, making the same name for themselves rather than writing any wrongs or anything like that. You know. Talk to me about that road back from injury because you won the All Ireland minor title in 2019. You got the Player of the Year award and then the early stages of 2018 there was a lot of rehab to be done. Yeah, I think you know, 2018 was uh, an extremely different year. 2017, you know, and um, it was it was basically rehabbing for most of the year, you know, no game time or anything like that. And then I got back, you know, just in time. I got back for maybe it was training just the three weeks up to the All Final. But uh, you know, it's one thing getting back, being able to play, but then you know you have to I had to go away then, like and even you know you have other problems with the hamstrings and stuff, and you have to take time after that and try, you know work on finding form and all that you know which so it's um, it's kind of it's a long process only maybe at the start of this year now you know that I think things aren't you know starting to find form and stuff like that you know so it is it's, it's over a year just trying to get back into the kind of same rhythm you know Is it frustrating when you're watching your friends and they're playing away they go on and win a Munster title and I'm sure you're closely involved with the background but you're there doing your own rehab at the same time so you're not as closely involved 
Yeah, I think you do. You do feel maybe, you know, that you're not part of, let's say, if you had, you wouldn't count, let's say, the Monster Medal much, I wouldn't count them, you know, because I wasn't playing. So, uh, but like, when you're involved, it is nice to be there, and, you know, you want them to be winning. But, um, of course, you know, it's, not, it's never going to be the same thing as when you're playing out there. You mentioned that change, I suppose. It's only given some guys like yourself two years, say, at, at this level. Um, is there much change in the squad now? Probably losing an awful lot of players that were, say, the 20 last year. So it is pretty new ahead of this game against Limerick now in your opener on, on July 3rd. Yeah, it is. That's why I was saying earlier now, like... Um Middleton, CBS, you know, got to their their two schools, got to um, and Christians got to the Hearty final. So you're a kind of group of them coming in, like so. I think that's you know that's what we need. There's no point saying, oh, this this team was there when when we were playing minor. You know, it's it's two years on now, and I think that's it was simple as that. The management put it to us. You know, it's they're going to pick who's playing well. We've you know a couple of challenge games leading up to it, and it's as simple as that. Whoever shows, yeah, they're playing well at the moment, will be picked um, against Limerick. I suppose it also shows that this championship is wide open. I mean, we've seen the excitement with the Borgash Energy Under-21 Championship over the last decade or more in particular and all those games on TG Carr. I'm sure you can see a lot of that coming ahead because minor and the Under-21 grades have been exciting in the past and I'm sure it's going to be no different now. So unpredictable who leave and win your game against Limerick, never mind a Munster or All-Ireland title. Yeah, I think you get that with the knockout, you know, a bit of the knockout competition. We have Limerick first and we get over them. It's going to be clear and both those games are knockout, you know, so I think it's going to come down to who plays well in the day, you know, so I think kind of past form will have done to do it. It will just be who kind of performs well, you know, on the day. A lot of challenge games in the lead-up or do you know kind of the plan ahead? July 3rd is a bit in the distance, as we said. Yeah, I think um, the management, we have a good, the same management we had with Minor, and they're very organised. We have, you know, kind of set challenge games, and then, you know, it's, that makes it a lot easier for players. You know, it's, they're the games you either perform or you don't, you know. So then it's kind of simple as that. You have your games coming up, like the seniors had their league games, and it's who's playing well with those games for us, then will be picked. That's Brian Turnbull there speaking at the launch of the Borgash Energy Under-20 Hurling Championship Cork. First up in the Munster Championship against Limerick in the quarter-final of Parkman on July 3rd. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, John Collar is going to talk to us about the defeat to Shamrock Rovers. We're going to talk about the launch of Fail and the Grail. And we're going to talk to the Rebel Wheelers as well. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Well, I'm glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening. Rory and Kieran here with you until 7pm. Now, it was a disappointing night for Cork City last night as they went down 2-0 to Shamrock Rovers in uh, Tala afterwards. Dennis Hurley spoke to Cork City interim boss John Cotter. And Oak, when you were saying, you don't mind being beaten. JP beaten by soft goals. Is there an element of that tonight or is it... Two more soft goals, yeah. Um, absolutely. Soft goals and look, you never like being beaten anyway. That's a, that's a fact too. That's something we never accept. But it was, look, we spoke again at half time. Dundalk came as well, five minutes into the second half they score. I thought in the first half tonight we'd frustrated them. We had a good shape, did well, defended well and looked quite dangerous when we, when we had the ball. But we spoke at half time, concentration and obviously an issue because it's happened again tonight and against as I said the other week against Dundalk the better side's punishing that's what happened again tonight we came out after half time and just left ourselves in the dressing room for a bit and got punished 15 minutes in you find yourself tuning down where, where do you sense you're at after five games three wins and the defeats of cup against the sort of top two does that 
Yeah, that shows, look, that shows, look, we're not at the level that they're at at the moment, to be fair, look, they're, they're ahead of everyone else in the league, to be honest, I think everyone else is kind of tight, to be fair, so, um, look, we're not stupid either, we know we're a bit behind, we'll be falling a bit behind them in, in terms of development at the moment, but um, all we can keep doing now is concentrating on the next one, and look, we've, we've another big game on Monday, and then followed by another big game next week on Friday, so look, we have to pick ourselves up learn from it and we need to learn fairly quickly too to be honest can you take some satisfaction John in the fact he pressed over as well like you said defended well in the first half got the ball down and tried to play football when he could we did we did to be fair I thought first half was pleasing it was I thought we did well um, did press him we'd worked on things and it worked to be honest at half time we, you know, we were positive at half time saying we need to go out and do that again and we spoke of the concentrate next 10-15 minutes giving nothing stupid away and I thought in the first half we gave a few stupid frees and inviting Jack Byrne to bring some good ball in. Yeah. That was causing us a bit of hassle and spoke about that at half time then we give away for a second goal a stupid free and a free header to back post and they're things we need to eradicate fairly quickly to be fair. And is, is there just still obviously improvement in terms of cutting edge like you know once rovers went ahead they, 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 they looked comfortable I suppose? They did look we never made you look like we were going to score to be honest and uh, rovers were comfortable probably let us have it for a bit to a certain point and Look, that's something we need to be better at, at too, without a doubt. And but look, first of all, you need to give yourself a platform. And against the, the last, the two bigger sides of the two best sides in the league at the moment, we got punished when we made silly mistakes. And as I said, it's not something we need to learn from. And you, you got no road of Garrod. Was, was that just tiredness that he came off? Yeah, look, that's Garrod's first game since yeah. since Bowes, which is five games ago. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that was always the plan. It was always an hour because we knew if we went down anymore, you could risk losing him for more. So. Um, yeah, that was the plan with that. Now we just had to mind him with his injury, the um, injury he had. Dan wasn't back fit. Is he still a bit away? Dan will hopefully be available within the next week. Okay. Anyway, and obviously, look, was great having Shane Griffin available. Just yeah. Gr- Griff didn't have much, as much training behind him, so he wasn't majorly an option for tonight. We just have to mind him as well. So cause we need all our bodies back. We need every player available, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get them all available. And and take it from there and Bowes Monday night the, the League Cup will you be changing things up for that yeah I suppose look after losing to some fellas might think they deserve a chance so look you give a few fellas a chance absolutely and and then it's up to them when they go on the pitch and look we're under no illusions Bowes be a tough game as well and you know, we had a great win up there last month or so but that's that'll count for nothing on Monday and look we'll do our work again Sunday morning when we go back in and hopefully get a good result up there yeah, it's John Connor speaking after last night's disappointing defeat to Shamrock Rovers, uh, coarsely beaten uh, for the second time in the John Connor era. And as you heard mentioned, there are three wins, two defeats for John Connor, the two defeats coming against the two best teams in the country. Um, still a lot of work for Cork City to do, but they got the Bohemians in the EA Sports Cup on uh, Monday night. We'll have more from uh, John on tomorrow evening show. But it's not been the worst to start, Kier. It, it hasn't. Um, I know that two of those wins have come against UCD, but still. Yeah, but Shamrock Rovers are always going to be a very, very tough outfit. Um, you know, I think themselves in Dundalk seem to be pulling away at the moment as well, and from Bowes and the rest of the teams. Um, but and they've a very, they're a very tough period now. With is it four or three or four more trips up to Dublin? Yeah, they've. Uh, I think it's going to be like thirty odd days since uh, they've last played a home match at Turners Cross. By the time they get back to the cross, yeah, um, and then that ad outside. The cross yesterday. I won't mention it, but it was for a certain <laughs> confectionery product that said nuts about them dog. Did you Did you see the other game done? Or uh, Bowls and Sligo Rovers? They had eighteen minutes of time added on. Minutes. Is that the most you've ever seen? 
Definitely. I, it's very... Uh, now, in fairness, the players were down for quite a while. I'm sure did you see that, but um, two very unfortunate incidents. But um, And Johnny Dunleavy coming off injured as well. He looked incredibly frustrated when he was yeah. coming off last night. But as he mentioned himself, he started 13 of the 18 games. Um, so he's happy enough with that. And hopefully, uh, the former Cork City captain will be back uh, on the field uh, sooner rather than later. All right, Phil Nagel, Cork 2019 was launched during the week at Nemo Rangers uh, with smaller launches at Mallow and Clonakilty as well. Carol Mountdown spoke to Brendy Bryan, the chairman of Fela, and Ger Ryan, the vice chair of Munster, at the event. Joined by Brendy Bryan, uh, chairman of the Fela committee, and Ger Ryan of the Munster Council. Um, lads, we're here at the, the Fela launch in Nemo Rangers in Cork tonight. Uh, Brendy, yourself first. Um, obviously, it's a fabulous event, very professional, and all that, but uh, great to have it back down in Cork. It's a, it's a fine centre to have a launch and you know it is, well, I suppose from the National Committee point I was delighted that we went for Cork in, for 2019 I think Cork is the home of hurling and it's great to uh, give the clubs the opportunity of developing their youth and continuing to develop the game in Cork I suppose up to yesterday you are a little bit worried about Cork hurling they were struggling a bit and to be, to be to come out yesterday and beat Limerick was a great achievement so I think to give a great boost to failure going forward for 2019 yeah, I'd agree with you in your sentiments that Cork is the home of hurling but one man that probably wouldn't agree with that is a tip man Joe Ryan but uh, Joe, you're here representing John Horn, the president of the, the GA tonight but a uh, great occasion I'll just say. Uh, absolutely a great occasion very well organised and very well run and look there's great rivalry between Tip and Cork so when it comes to hurling we'd be very much on the, the same wavelength about its importance and about developing it and I think what Brendy has said uh, about having it here uh, it, is, it is important in, in your biggest venues and uh, in your biggest county to continue to promote the game as actively as you can yeah, that, that first week in the Munster Championship has been long forgotten down here and, uh, but um, I mean, this huge organisation goes into this there's well over 100 teams there's 128 teams there's 80 hurling and 48 camogie and they're they're hosting another 128 teams so that you know it's a fabulous organisation and the organising of that alone is unbelievable like the vetting for all the families we're talking about over a thousand families to cover the event so they all have to be vetted Des Cullinan would have done a lot of work here in Cork and that with the Rebel Ogue and John McCarthy and um, Richard, Moore, Richard Murphy they, you know, they, they led the Rebel Ogue committee and they would have done a fantastic job so I would say well done to them and well done to the families getting themselves ready for the occasion and I think it'll be a fantastic occasion for all involved Joe uh, I think you might have touched on uh, failed memories yourself but for a lot of the players and everything the memories they'll have for the rest of their lives uh, Absolutely yeah and I think it's uh, it's a great occasion because it adds in families it adds in clubs it adds in visits for people who might never get to the places they, they get to see and, and I think you know there'll be lifelong connections and friendships uh, developed out of it and I think it's a fantastic way of promoting our games and what the J is really about in terms of local communities and local clubs and uh, keeping those uh, as strong as we possibly can be uh, throughout the country and abroad as well. So I think FEDA promotes everything that's really important and good about the GA. Um, Nothing Brandy was... Most inter-county stars this year, or at this time, would have played Fela in the, the competition as well. And we see a lot of players here tonight. There'll be some of them go off to, to play inter-county with the guests, the ambassadors as well tonight, all inter-county stars. I would say probably 60% of county players would have played a Fela some, you know, some year along the line. 
it's a great foundation for developing the youth developing the player himself it's the first time he will get a chance to play at a high level and he hopefully he'll go on to developing squads within their counties that's what it's all about the failure like is for the youth bringing the youth along and hopefully they will make their county teams at some stage along the line you know? yeah, and, and there's great tradition in Cork in fellas last year we saw the Bears hurling team win the, the competition and, and the Sars Camogie team win I think they gave the trophy to the, the team they had played because they had never gotten the trophy showing a bit of camaraderie as well but there's great tradition in Cork in the fellas yeah, well, the Camogie last year was actually an excellent uh, game and I suppose in Division 1 uh, Torlus and Torlokmore Galway were the two were the finalists but the best game I've seen in it I'd have to say was Tullochmore and Dixborough and Kilkenny it was a fantastic game it was the best hurling I've seen at youth level and it was well refereed you know and there was kind of panic and from the organising committees where there was a lot of spectators in, in on the sidelines and things and the referee was Liam Gordon and you know he got on with the game and no missing and I thought it was well refereed the crowd behaved themselves okay you were pulling them back different times and keeping a bit of order but I thought overall was, you know, the hurling, I suppose, is a unique sport. That's all you can say about it. Yeah, Celine Gordon, he's a Galway referee. Yeah, Turlock Moore playing, so he did a good job being uh, unbiased in that. Um, and look, uh, lastly, Jared, look, I will give Tip a mention. They have very strong, as uh, Brandy mentioned, uh, history and fail as well. Yeah, well, I think the, it, it started out. Tommy Barrett, the long-serving Tip secretary, was one of the, the key founders of Fela, and the first Fela was played in Tipperary, so there's a great tradition of it there as well. But again, I, I think the key thing is that we keep spreading the gospel uh, about our games and how important they are to people and and I think it's the fact that Fela has strong roots and strong traditions uh, is what's keeping us going and, and I think in general people would say it's getting better all the time which is a great achievement and you know I'd like to echo as well Brandy and his committee and the local committee here in Cork I don't think people realise the amount of effort that has to go into it particularly with kids you have to make so many arrangements now um, and, and I think they deserve great credit because without that sort of dedication uh, nothing actually happens at the end of the day that's Joe Ryan there Munster Vice Chair also heard from Abra Brian the Chairman of Fela speaking at the launch uh, during the week looks like it's going to be a cracking uh, event Kieran, when it uh, gets underway yeah, um, happening the weekend of the seventh, uh, eighth, and ninth of June. Uh, Something else is happening that weekend as well. Uh, there's parties going on all right that weekend. I know I've been cursed out of it because I'm uh, robbing a few referees that weekend from them. But anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, look fail is always a fantastic event. I've been involved in the ones in the southeast in Kerry, um, and they're just they're they're great events. Uh, you know, the hosting of families and everything as well. Um, it's just great for under fourteen. You know, mm. uh, teams taking it a lot more seriously in in recent years. We a few years ago we would have heard uh, a team from Dublin going out on uh, a holiday, uh, allegedly a training camp <laughs> um, for under fourteens. But uh, yeah, um, that was all allegedly. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, look, it's it's fantastic for for players to be travelling uh, around the country. And this year, Cork is hosting the hurling. So uh, fantastic, mm. and because Cork had to host it, it means the. The, all the clubs in Cork uh, for the most part anyway get to take part as well so uh, you know it's fantastic um, just uh, I know you're going to touch on Rebel Wheelers 
but uh, they've just won the Paddy Byrne Cup up in uh, Dublin uh, 68-47 against Colester that is uh, a treble now they have won uh, this year which is fantastic it was 31 apiece at half time so a huge achievement by uh, Rebel Wheelers there yeah, so they also won the, the League Cup and the Hula Hoops Cup as well. So congratulations to everyone involved with the Rebel Wheelers. Derek Haggerty, one of the players, was named Player of the Year by Basketball Ireland. Kieran's been speaking with Derek about his achievements. Derek, uh, welcome to the Big Red Bench. No problem, thanks very much. Uh, it's been a, a pretty good year so far for the, the Wheelers and yourself in particular, Derek. Um, you've picked up a pretty big award as well as have uh, the Wheelers picking up a couple of awards so uh, we, I suppose we'll talk about the, the awards the, the Wheelers have picked up first League Cup and Hula Hoop Cup a uh, pretty big uh, achievement yeah it's really big for the club um, like the club is uh, uh, running 10 years but it's the first time that we had a senior team a part of the Wheelers and we won the league uh, we were unbeaten in the league. Uh, we won. We got to the final of the Hula Hoop Cup. Mm. Um, we we beat the holders of Ballybones uh, um, of last year. So it's pretty good now. Pretty uh, yeah. We're, we're well happy with it, and uh, even the preparation for it. Um, we started training in like um, April or uh, June, like, and yeah. we, we didn't stop since then, like. Um, Strength and conditioning. Um, with, with our main focus was fitness. Okay. Trying to get our fitness up, um, and have girls to, to keep up with. Like it's a forty-minute game with the uh, four quarters, ten each. So uh, it's a t- intense. With 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 the other teams as well, like because they're, they're good enough teams as well. Like there's a lot of comp- uh, competition there. Um, with Alan Dineen then he uh, prepared us with programs for uh, strength and fitness conditioning and all that like we, which he did a very good job with us yeah um, yeah yeah, no, like you mentioned all the, the preparation that goes in there. It's, uh, there, there is a, a huge, huge amount that you be doing between the physically going out training and doing all that background stuff as well yeah there's, there's a lot to, to be done because like we've a game, uh, we could have a game uh, twice a month, uh, yeah. and that's including outstanding fixtures as well. Yeah. So like, um, our our training is uh, two hours a week, uh, two hours uh, twice a week, which is in Ossland and in uh, Ballyfern Community Centre. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, we could have uh, a fitness for a good hour. And then um, uh, shooting drills and um, basic uh, skill drills and something like that, and and a, a, a little game at the end of it, you know. Yeah. But like we go for let on to the uh, with the little game we have in the end because we know like we have to keep up that intensity with ourselves and keep going. Um, over what what other people then do outside that uh, probably gym they do their own gym work and uh, as well like two week, you know. So, fairly, um, fairly, uh, keep going all right, for 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 the couple of months because there's a lot of travelling as well involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going from uh, from Cork, Kerry, up to Dublin, um, uh, Belfast, Dundalk, Derry. Yeah. We were in Derry last year for no game as well because Belfast um, changed the venue, you know. So, mm-hmm. a lot of travelling, no, all right. 
Um, and uh, the, the the club has picked up those awards, but you also picked up uh, an award this year as well, Player of the Year. That's uh, some achievement. Always, and um, I'm honoured to have it. And um, I I'd like to say thanks to my teammates as well because they played a big part in it. You know, like um, like through the season, we 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 prepared well for it, and it's paying off as you can see, and. Um, like um, I'm delighted with that award actually because like I I, I won all star awards I I won them and mm-hmm. and that like and uh, an MVP but um, I player of the year would have been my first time really like because I had a lot of competition as well as you can see in other t- teams yeah. having uh, good good other players as well you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that now. Right? Yeah, it's nice and to be recognised because I, I, I guess recognition doesn't come a, along that often, and you you don't want to blow yourself up, you know. But it's nice to get the recognition all the same. No, I might like uh, I mean, like I don't know, would it be modest or whatever? But yeah. like I I think like um, you know where we are, and it's good to get recognition with winning silverware as well because the last couple of years um no you know or whatever mm. like um the last 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 nine years we we had we didn't there was no rebel wheelers senior team you see in basketball. Um we have, I was playing with um most of Dynamos and uh we we got a matchos club yeah. and we always we kind of had a we were always up there the second place all the time maybe fourth or third but we we just never clinched it you know so um, <clears throat> to be to be recognised now for for the awards is uh, pretty good like um, like as I said uh, I'm delighted with the, with the with the award as well like but it wasn't just me you know it was yeah. it was my teammates as well and and supporters even and and whoever in the club and the coach Khan he he did a fantastic job um, because we needed someone on the sidelines to to look from from their lives you know like you can't have a player coach really like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't really working yeah. so he had to see it for himself from the sideline and correct what was wrong and what we were doing and it worked and uh, yeah, and listen. By the time this goes out on air, you'll have played uh, in the playoff cup, um, so we won't be jumping a gun and asking where where or how you got on in that. But yeah. uh, there's lots of preparation still going into has gone into getting ready for that. Yeah, uh, for first, uh, like we, we we still train, we still train now, and mm-hmm. uh, we still train till the end, till the last game, like. Um, uh, there's uh, first and fourth will play, and second and third will play as well as uh, fifth, um, fifth, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So they'll play for t- those three cups up for grabs, um, which um, we are up for the Paddy Bone Cup, mm-hmm. which will um, I think. Um, which Belfast, I think Belfast Knights won it last year. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll uh, we're playing Northeast Condor in the semi final, the fourth semi final, and it's uh, Clester and um, 
uh, it's Saudi Swifts in nice. in, in, in the Kilkenny uh, Carlock Road, mm-hmm. which will um, play in the other second semi final, which is going to be a tough tough uh, game for both of us really. So yeah. for all of us, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we come through again and into the final, and hopefully we'll win on from there. And uh, hopefully we we'll get we we'll get a, a treble out of it. Hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. And look, lastly, yeah. before I leave you go, Derek, um, you're a busy man. There's no rest for you. You've uh, the Irish team coming up soon as well. Yeah, we've um, we've a European Championship uh, C division um, coming up in July, the, the end of July, which is happening in Bulgaria. So we're we're preparing well 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 already prepared for it really but we have to keep going on with our fitness and uh, strategy and tactics and and the whole lot. So um, we're going we're going to go to Barcelona for training camp and in in start of July, which uh, and some of the players as well on at the Rebel Wheeler team just five of us on the team and. Um, so, which is a good thing because we know each other and we, we play together as well. But we know uh, as well as some of the team, uh, players that are on the Irish League, we play against. So we kind of know who's. We know the, the way they play as well, you know. So we, we have to gel together now and hopefully control um, that division, um, which, which should, should be uh, very exciting. And um, as well. I think there's an under twenty three uh, Irish team are going to Finland as well, which does uh, I think there's four and four or five on the Irish um from Cork are on the Irish squad as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's good preparation now to come up um coming up to the tournament as well for them lads. And as well like with the Rebel Wheelers. Like it's great to see a young young crow coming up. You know, the the like the club is gonna keep going for many years the way I look at it like um, there's a lot of juniors coming up into the senior team now as well with Dara there's uh, <coughs> Sean um, and a few others like uh, Jack and um, Connor and all young like they're like yeah, yeah. They're, under, they're 18 and under like so and there's Alex he's 21 only 21 or something like so they're, they're going to be there for years like so we're trying to keep um, keep the squad going as uh, as strong as possible, really. And we we've uh, two limited players that came in with us, uh, Joe and Tiernan, which contributed really good. Like so, yeah. to talk to see you. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Derek, you're a busy, busy man. Best luck with all that, and uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. <coughs> yeah, I just want to say thanks as well to the uh, supporters and the club and the whole lot. Uh, yeah. And I hope to keep. And I say thanks as well to. That's yes, Derek Harry. He's just breaking up a little bit there at the end of that conversation. But uh, congratulations to him on an incredible year named uh, Player of the Year by Basketball Ireland. Yeah, uh, score 10 points today. Yeah, fantastic well, so, stuff. Yeah. So congratulations indeed uh, to him. All right, we are out of time. We are back tomorrow from 7, unless there's anything you want to add. Mm. We're back tomorrow from 6. 6. I knew that. If you want to I, be here for seven, that's good. I present this show. I know. I know the times of this show. <laughs> follow oh. us. On, follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench Podcast online. Charlie Red Extra. Ie. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, folks. The Big Red Bench. Game on. Saturday and Sunday from six p.m.